Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, straight from the dentist, and hopefully I don't sound too funny, but here it is, the October 2010 CTSS quiz and quiz answers. Okay, on this first case, I asked you for the most likely uh, diagnosis in this patient with unexplained fever, and I gave you four choices, and actually, the choices are things we do consider in patients with infection, but when you look at this set of images, what do you really see? Well, you see a large spleen. You also see some nodes. There's some fluid maybe around the undersurface of the liver. But most importantly, there's a left paraspinal mass involving the um, cruise of the left hemidiaphragm. And so that really is a key thing. Now, maybe you could think about TB in the sense that... Um, you know, perhaps the patient has osteomyelitis and this is a paraspinal abscess, but you don't see any bone destruction, um, and often that tends to be somewhat symmetric. This is eccentric. This is a mass in muscle, and so this is the best diagnosis. Sarcoid can occasionally involve muscle, but that's not the appearance here. And aspergillosis is infection, but again, uh, that's not the appearance. Aspergillosis in the spleen or liver tends to have multiple small lesions, commonly in immunosuppressed patient. Okay? Very good. This is a great case. I asked you, what's the best diagnosis in this patient post-aortic stent placement? And when you look, you see non-contrast CT and contrast CT. You see the stent, and the stent looks good. But what I want you to catch on this image is that there's blood in the left pleural space. And when you look very carefully, what do you see? You see an enhancing structure in the left pleural space. This is a pulmonary artery pseudoaneurysm with active bleed. Again, on the non-contrast CT, actually you might suggest there's something there if you knew what the answer was. It makes the point that in patients who've had vascular surgery, if you want to pick up complications, even things that tend to be obvious later on, you better give IV contrast material. The pseudoaneurysm could be a sequela of surgery, it could be a sequela of the chest tube placement. Beautiful example, this was eventually embolized. In this case, I told you the patient had an elevated AFP, and the question is, what's the best diagnosis? Well, when you look hard at the images, it's pretty straightforward. There is a cirrhotic liver, this splenomegaly, so this portal hypertension, but the key thing is this vascular lesion, about two plus centimeters in the left lobe of the liver. Hypervascular liver lesion in a patient that's cirrhotic, it's hepatoma till proven otherwise. It's not going to be a cholangiocarcinoma. Cholangios are not that vascular. It's obviously not enhancing like a hemangioma. It's not simply cirrhosis. I guess cirrhosis is partly correct, but this is hepatoma. Okay, very straightforward, very nice case. What about this case? Incidental finding in a 20-year-old female. I'm asking you what the best diagnosis is. Well, what do you see? You see a lesion in the tail of the pancreas. It's hypodense. It has calcification. At the end of the day, assuming you don't have pancreatitis in a pseudocyst, if you have a 20-year-old female and you have a pancreatic lesion, you better be thinking SPEN, solid and papillary epithelial neoplasm. Yes, you can get islet cell tumors, though it's rare at this age. You can get them, but they're typically vascular, not like in this case, hypovascular. This is not serous like a serous cyst adenoma. It's not cystic. And lymphoma can occur, but hey, that's incredibly unusual. And this is a spin. No if, buts, or maybes. This is a nice case, and I ask you the question, what's the least likely diagnosis, and what are you looking at? A large mass left kidney infiltrating about two-thirds of the kidney, large periodic nodes. My best diagnosis is the mass is relatively hypovascular. I'm going to go with renal cell carcinoma, which this was. 
It could be lymphoma, right? Bulky nodes, infiltration. Often the kidneys are bilaterally involved, but it can be unilateral. Could it be transitional cell? Yeah, I've seen infiltrating transitional cells. I would have liked to see more dilated calyces. Nodes are not that uncommon. They're less common than in renal cell, but it's a possibility. Oncocytoma does not have nodes. Oncocytoma is hypervascular. Oncocytoma has a spoke wheel appearance. And oncocytoma is the least likely diagnosis. This is a great case. I'm showing you a cystic lesion. And when you go to coronal images, you see the cystic lesion is above the right kidney. And it's separate. It's not a large renal cyst creating a pseudo lesion. It's in the adrenal bed. So what's the best diagnosis? Well, carcinomas, obviously, you could think of that. And they can be necrotic, but they're not purely cystic like this. There's no wall. There's no enhancement. Yes, you can get cystic pheos, but they have some enhancement. And adrenal hematoma, early, it's high density. Late can be low density, and in fact, cystic, but not such a beautiful cyst-like appearance. When it looks like this, you better be thinking of an adrenal cyst, incidental finding, and this indeed was an adrenal cyst. Okay, I told you this patient has symptoms of small bowel obstruction. So what's the best diagnosis? Well, when you look carefully, look at that hernia. Wow, that is a hernia of small bowel, inguinal ring, interscrotum. That's small bowel obstruction. That's an inguinal hernia with incarcerated small bowel. That is a do not pass go, go directly to surgery emergency. Obviously, it's not an intersusception, it's not a perforation, and of course, it's not a malrotation. Though, who could tell? We didn't scan the upper abdomen on these two images, of course. This is classic for that. What about this case? What am I showing you? I'm showing you large intra-abdominal masses displacing the kidney and the fat and density. This swirls, but it's mainly fat. And this is a tumor. It's a sarcoma. There's no doubt. The only question is what type is it? Well, it's fat. There is very little choices. It's a liposarcoma. Liposarcomas have varying aggressive patterns, but the swirls take you from lipoma to liposarcoma. Retroperitoneum, more common to get liposarcoma. Just a beautiful example of that case. This patient has sarcoid, and I'm asking you what's the best diagnosis. You see a cavitary lesion in the left upper lung with a mass in it, only on lung windows, so you can't look at its density see bronchiectasis in the right upper lung. Well, the patient has sarcoid, so what happens? Patients with sarcoid often get end-stage lung disease with bronchiectasis. They often get infected areas, and they can be cystic infected areas. And one of the most common infections would be, in this case, aspergillosis. This is a fungal ball, classic fungal ball. Excellent, excellent case. Now, in this case, I'm showing you beautiful examples of uh, CT urography, and I asked you what the best diagnosis is, and I asked you in the left kidney. Well, let me just tell you the right kidney looks good. Let me tell you the bladder looks good, and there's an IUD in place. Left kidney is a beautiful example of a duplicated collecting system. It's not polynephritis. It's not malrotation. It's not a page kidney. Beautiful example of a duplication. Again, CT urography is a wonderful way five to six minutes post-injection of looking at the renal pelvis and collecting system. Well, those are 10 terrific cases and hope they excited your entire month of October. Thanks a lot, and I'll see you back in November. Take care.